So what comes to mind when you think of a sister? Come on. Two sisters back together. A best friend. An opinionated best friend. <laughs> this is Sister Sister the Podcast. A sister who always thinks she's the boss. That sister that you start a conversation saying, bitch. Guess what? You're listening to Sister Sister, the podcast with Roxy and Susie. Alrighty, it's that time again. Buckle up and get ready, because your favorite sisters are back up in the mix. What's up, sis? Hey, I feel like we need a theme song. Do we? Um, I think I should sing it. <laughs> oh gosh no because i was listening to the michelle obama podcast have you listened to it no i haven't yeah. it's um it's not like she's not turned up or anything right she's very like she's very michelle obama yeah but i could imagine michelle obama though turning up i feel like she has a ratchet side yeah i i, I can too i was hoping to see a little bit more of that but i mean she is an ex first lady so and she's very classy but what i was gonna tell you was we're classy she talks over well, we want to be <laughs> music <laughs> Oh, she oh, yeah, does? you're so classy, especially when you <laughs> laugh like that. <laughs> Listen. But she talks over like background music. And really? I, it was like very soothing because her voice is super soothing. And then the background music is like elevator music type thing. I don't think our listeners would love it, but I liked that idea. And then she mm-hmm. like intros out or exits out to music and then intros back into music. That's interesting because that reminds me of traditional radio because when you're on traditional radio, there's always music underneath you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll tell you one thing. When we first started this podcast or when I first started doing the podcast world period, talking over no music to me was like so weird. It was like, oh, I could completely and fully hear my voice. Like when there's music in the background, there's just something that like, just, you know what? Like I don't a know. buffer? It's, yes. Like a filter? Yeah. Your favorite? Exactly. So when I was, when I realized, oh my God, there's no music when you do a podcast. I mean, a podcast is whatever you want it to be, but it really podcast is people talking. just chatting at the table. See, for me, it's, it's normal because it, I feel like we're just talking. Hearing myself in my headphones was weird at first. Yeah, but you're I over don't it, right? love my voice. Even sometimes when I hear the podcast, I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like <laughs> nails on chalkboard. So th- that's when I start to talk like this because I'm like, wow, Susie, that's really. During the last podcast, the podcast where we were talking about mental illness, uh-huh. Mel and I were listening to it in the car. And um, at one point during that podcast, I said something really loud and really excited. And both of us at the same time, like, whoa, you guys jumped. <laughs> oh, like, my oh, my gosh. gosh. Well, I realized that last week when we had Spicy Maria, we forgot to do a rant or a highlight because we literally we got so caught up it was such a great episode and we got so much good feedback on it and i just feel even in listening to the show over again myself um you know after we do our little edits to it it i was like i learned so much from maddie you know like like i love that i love people i can learn from yeah like compliment your man even when you don't want to even when he's not doing things right so like opposite behavior i just love that episode and yeah. i, I I've love having to practice opposite behavior a lot lately yeah i'm telling you these growing kids growing up i know nothing not about for that. the wheat hearted bitch <laughs> it is not i was like i was talking to my comadre i was like why like everybody romanticizes motherhood to be like this amazing love story from beginning to end. And I'm like, they, they fucking leave out all the pieces where you're, you, you get your heart broken or it hurts or it's confusing or it's sad. Like people really romanticize motherhood and people really romanticize marriage. I think in our society, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, I don't know where that everything is just easy. Like it's just, it's just great. It's just a walk in the park. And then, 
but nobody talks about like when it gets rough in a marriage or with kids nobody and that's the thing nobody talks about it i can never recall my mom sitting down to tell me like yo let me tell you the truth about being a mom this hurts this sucks this doesn't feel good i loved this part about it like all you see growing up i think especially culturally but just as women or little girls you see all these women like rushing to get married and rushing to have babies and so you think you automatically assume like that's goals right not me if i can (laughs) for me it was like if i can achieve that level right there like being happily married and being a dope mom like i fucking made it and and i loved i've loved both like i loved being married i loved um being a mom but fuck it it's sucks. painful at moments. It sucks. It's, you know what? Especially the releasing part, because you have to, and that's where my opposite behavior comes in. Because yeah. instinctively, you want to just hang on tight, and because you think they're yours, but then you have to remind yourself, like, okay, they're you, you're on borrowed time with them because they are their own people, right? Yeah. Um, and so I have to practice opposite behavior because what I really want to say and do, it, it does. It, it's it would be so counterproductive that it would just create rifts and distance, you know? And that happens a lot. And I'm sure there's women listening to this podcast right now at this moment, like, oh my God, Susie, if you only knew that me and my kid are not talking right now. But you know what else people romanticize a lot is pregnancy. Like, I love my pregnancy, even though it's hard. But I I feel like nowadays, especially with Instagram, so many women romanticize like pregnancy. Raquel, you're going to do the same thing. No, and the bounce back, you know, and I'm like, I pray for a fast bounce back. But sometimes I see women bounce back like so fast to like this fabulous body. And you're just like, and then they're like, you know, about to deliver after they're holding their kid. And they're like full eyelashes skinny all over again you're like that's the way labor is no i'm just saying oh no no it's so don't you remember mine like yeah bitch in the flesh i ran out of that room (laughs) (laughs) that's a literal story you guys in itself (laughs) okay like i don't know i think a lot of things are over over romanticized and it's just like thank god for our podcast that we could keep it 100 and i literally have a picture of myself I don't know if it's a big, my face is to the side on the pillow. I don't know if it's a pile of tears on this pillow or a big pile of baba. But that puddle came from somewhere. From all the pain you were feeling. Yeah, but I have a a face of myself on the pillow and the the pillow is fully, there's like a puddle of something on it. My face looks like it's in agonizing pain. So I either was spitting, drooling crying or maybe everything probably everything yeah Yeah, that day was intense but my pregnancy in general like there was some i was had really severe morning sickness for five months five solid months all like i wouldn't smell i could smell nothing because it would make me throw up but the moments of like when you feel them hiccup or when you see their feet pushing through your stomach like those moments are super magical like wow i'm creating life yeah there's life inside of that yeah the bounce back that i mean no Thank you, Dr. Well, I'm Morris. not going to lie. I'm gonna, and I'm not going to apologize for this. The moment I become pregnant, I'm going to probably have my lashes done, pedicure on point. I'm going to romanticize that motherfucker too. Fuck it. I know. That's why I'm like, <laughs> why are you even talking I am. Shit? I'm going to be like, you guys, you're going to be the one t- taking the perfect. <laughs> you're going to be the one taking a, a belly pick with your hands around your belly and your stomach still flat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. With child. With child. A size of a pea. Size of a peanut. <laughs> okay. So highlight or rant. Let's start with you, sis. 
I'm gonna highlight. Oh my gosh, I had such a fun week last week. What did you we do? We were everywhere. We went. Well, we went kayaking well, it on was, Monday. It was Mel's birthday weekend. It was right? Mel's birthday week, and we l- turned up since we couldn't go vacation somewhere. Then we just vacationed in the state. We, you and I, and like the girls went kayaking on Monday with the that kids. That was that so was super fun. fun. I haven't gone kayaking in so long, and I had so many people um, writing to me like, "Oh my god, thank God you were a life vest because of the whole Naya Rivera." Well, of course, you know? and I'm you like, have to legally you have wear a life vest. But it was so pretty. I didn't know La Jolla. The had water caves. was perfect. It was too perfect. like because I was a little nervous because I'm not a super fan of being in the ocean. I love to be by the ocean. I I would like to put my sand, my feet in the sand, or even like a little bit in the water, laying but out to with the like margarita be in the ocean. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. So going kayaking, it sounded so much fun. I didn't want to miss out on it, but I was a little nervous. So I was so thankful that the launching wasn't challenging, and that the water was pretty still. It was. You did yeah. good. Yeah. You had yeah. fun. The only except thing Robert about almost it. tipped me over. And then when we we got these crazy ass tans. <laughs> these tan lines from these shorts that I was wearing. I think everybody got like a yeah. farmer tan, huh? Did you see Melissa's legs? She yeah. literally looked like she was wearing pink socks because she wore leggings. Oh, and then we literally had like happy hour. It was like two in the afternoon in Sandy. Where were we? La Jolla? L- yeah, Downtown La Jolla. La Jolla acting bougie. Mm-hmm. We are bougie. Acting bougie. Turning up on Monday. And all- so we did that. I did San Diego on Monday. Um, Natalia turned 18 So we did Airbnb on Wednesday Which was Mel's actual birthday Wednesday Uh huh. And then on Thursday we took off to Rosarito Just Mel and I To oh. go have lunch in um, Puerto Nuevo Oh I oh know my she, gosh. So we have a group text in our family And she sent me She sent all of us in the group text A picture of her lobster mm. in Puerto Nuevo If you guys are like not from California Where it's easy a hop skip and a jump to Tijuana, Mexico if you're listening to us from like Texas, Chicago, New York, there's this place in Mexico when you cross the border that's called Rosarito. Um, and there's this place, a puerto called Puerto Nuevo. And it's known for langostina. the lobster. The lo- like, like they fish them out of the water. Yes. And but everyone's trying to get your business because all these restaurants serve we go the, to same, the shit. same one, though, all the time. The one on the corner, right? The Angel del Mar. Yes. Um, I would like some compensations. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, because I love their view. Like, I yes. like their vibe, and they like their view, and, and it's so... We literally ate... We had, like, four drinks, because Mel had some margaritas. Yeah, wow. Um, Mel Har- ate, my hardly ever drinks. I know. He was turning up. It was, like, $45 for lobster so. for both of us, four drinks, an amazing view. Like, the chips and salsa are to die for. 45 bucks. I 45 know. I, US I love, I love Mexico. It's like so affordable. And it wasn't, it was just like here. Like it wasn't hard to get over. Um, there was no restrictions getting into Mexico. I thought they were going to be a little bit more stringent because of COVID. Were, was everybody wearing masks yes, over there? It's just like here. Social distancing, only eating outside. So Angel del Mar was only sitting in the patio. Perfect. But let me tell you, the patio was lit. They yeah. had a banda and they had a mariachi and people were dancing. I told Mel, today's Thursday. Like, you know that, right? People were li- just living their life. And that's what I told Mel. I was like, look, I love let's that. take our precautions like we should, right? And be respectful to people and their thoughts and their fears right let's wear our mask when we're supposed to let's social distance like we're supposed to but also if i'm gonna die tomorrow like i don't want to die afraid in my house i want to die and say i lived it up until the very end 
I, I, I took the precautions, but guess what? It was still my time Being to go. Being bougie, eating lobster. It was fun. <laughs> and then on Saturday, we woke up and it was just Mel and I again, because that's what it is. Yeah. And um, we got up, we woke up early, both of us. And I was like, uh, what do you want to do today? Because it was still his birthday week. And he was like, I don't know. He wanted to go look at homes. But I was like, I don't want to do that today. I'm like, let's go to Santa Barbara for lunch. And he was like, seriously? I was like, yeah, come on, let's go. Got up. I just put a little bit of sunblock, like blush, just quick makeup. And we were gone. That's a nice drive to Santa Barbara, yes, too. we took oh, the scenic route it. there and back. And then on the way back, we wanted to catch the sunset. So we went to a beach in um, Matador Beach in yeah. Malibu. Yeah. And we caught the sunset there. It was, I mean, we just had the most funnest week. I Hanging love out, it. celebrating Mel. Just and then Sunday we had a pool party. And then Sunday we hung out at Joe's. And, and Susie party. was lit. I was lit. <laughs> Woo! I think I gave up drinking after Sunday. <laughs> I woke up Monday. I was like, cheese and rice. I know. I took that my, was an accident too. I took my boot thing. He's like, your sister is hilarious. I was like, yeah. I don't even remember talking to him. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you were cracking I got fucked jokes. Up. It was an accident though. I know. I got pretty. That tipsy. was not my intention. I like got- Joe was making these solid ass drinks well robert started making me drinks oh see I, that's your first mistake i was like I was oh like, he made me one too he was like i just put, i put a double shot okay titi and i was like oh okay and he made it taste <laughs> like slushies how many did he make you more than one he made me i want to say he made me two but they were Ooh. like super loaded and he they tasted like a slushy he put a slice of watermelon in it so i by that time i couldn't even taste the alcohol um it, and it, it was just time to go. Like, like we were just literally. I think the jacuzzi was so hot that I got the hiccups. Oh my gosh! From drinking and going from the cold to the hot, and it was. And Joe loved the boil that I took, and I but, didn't even eat it. You didn't? I literally at the end I had a piece of elote. That's that was my problem. I ate one tostada de ceviche when it first got there. Yes. Yeah, and then before I left, I ate a piece of corn. Susie was on the, on the, on the, on the what diet? On the, I was on the liquid Ciroc diet. diet. <laughs> I was on the liquid diet. All right. Get fucked up. So diet. I have a highlight and my highlight is that I ordered myself a pair of roller skates. Four wheels? Yes. Where? Why didn't you tell me? Because Mari, Spicy Mari, when she was on the show, um, we were, t- well, after we, she got out, we got off the show, she was, we were DMing each other or texting each other and she was showing me, there's an account on Instagram that's called like, like Slide and Glide or something like that. And it's a, it's a skate crew. And they go to Venice. Oh my gosh! And they roller skate. Some people. So you're do- just gonna do this without me? No. Well, that's what you're telling the people right now. Well, no. I so they. Later. She so Maddie sent me the link. Um, and I, I she sent me like three links because I guess skating is coming back in, right? I think everything that's outdoors right now is coming back in. Isn't that amazing? It, COVID is a blessing in disguise. It is. Honestly, I will say. If you and stay agree out of that. the fearful uh, mindset. COVID is a blessing. People are saving money. People are being more active, taking more like nature inspired vacations, camping, hiking. Um, the Yosemite. Nar- a lot yeah, of people are going the to Yosemite. In Utah, uh, Zion, that park in Utah, it's popping. So it's a blessing in disguise. It is. Biking, bikes are sold out. Literally, Mel wanted a bike for Father's Day. Y todavía se la debo. Because it's bikes are out sold of out. stock everywhere. Wow. He wants a specific bike. 
Yeah, so I, I ordered myself. So Mari sent me this link, and uh, I went on like four different links. All of them were sold out, and I finally found one. I'll give you the website, and uh, I ordered it. They, it, they had like yellow, um, peachy. I got the peach <gasps> ones. They have like an aquamarine, and then they have black ones. And so I ordered them. I bet them. you even Mel would skate with me. Yeah, and so, but it's an all-girl. It's an all-girl slide and glide. Yeah, no, I'm not, I don't mean for the crew. I oh. mean just skating he would yeah. do it with me so i ordered a pair and then i t- I, f- I told Marty, i finally found myself a pair of skates she's like girl so they skate on venice and they just go and you just glide and slide or glide and chill or something like that i forgot the glide name and of slide sounds right yeah and so i'm waiting for my roller skates to arrive and so what i'm gonna do so that way i can make sure that i'm point i'm on point when i go like you know skate with the crew is i'm gonna start skating in my neighborhood at night so if yeah. i eat so if shit, you fall, <laughs> nobody has evidence nobody can see me i'm gonna put knee pads on and everything just because or i might put pants on or jeans just i think you have to wear helmets when you roller skate in public like a bike no none of them are wearing helmets oh you sure fuck that i ain't gonna wear a helmet no, but they have those cute ones like the ones that look like the biker ones Not i'm gonna the- i want to look cute those are cute but you should wear your hair like in um like a side ponytail, Princess Leia, like knots. Oh the yeah, space buns. yeah. Cute. I have and enough some shorts and some knee socks. I would still wear knee pads if you go skating in public. No, I'm gonna for sure wear knee pads when I. I'm, well, I, like I told you, I'm gonna. I don't know if I should practice on the sidewalk or if I should practice on like the, on on like my my gravel, my grab like the the the, where the the street gravel. Yeah, I would practice transition both like go on and off. Yeah, because if you have to do that in public and you don't <laughs> mean you don't know the different textures of the street, you're going to probably eat it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm super excited because I that's I, cute. I'm going to give you the website so you can yeah. order yours, too. Because, I want to slide and glide. Yes, I think that's what it is. Slide and glide on Instagram, something like that. And it's literally all girls um a skate crew and Maddie's part of it and I was and I see her doing it and I'm like girl you make it look so fun like they take their water bottles and they're like you could tell they're bumping with like a little boom box and so so yeah like that's gonna be part of my physical exercise because yeah. I'm gonna be getting a bike not not necessarily the Peloton but I saw this other one that is like the Peloton but it's cheaper and it's like positive psychology coaching that comes with it and well, you know you can get any bike stationary bike really and just download the peloton app no but i'm gonna i want it to have like a big screen so anyways i am all about like outdoor activities right now so but yeah. i'm so excited because i haven't owned a pair of skates like roller skates since you were little since i was little and i'm not a big fan of roller skates man i mean of a, i'm not a big fan of roller blades but you I never could rollerblade. I tried it. I know how to roller skate. I ate But shit. I tried rollerblading on your rollerblades. Probably, I mean, my first indication should have been that they're too big. But yeah. I, I meant, man, la cagué. <laughs> big time. And at this one, I was heavier, too. Yeah. So Fucking I'm going to give you the website so you can order yours. But yeah, we're going to be cute. sliding and gliding, honey. I love that. Stay tuned. We'll post it on Instagram. Okay. So something we've never really acknowledged or talked about is social media trolls. That's like a huge thing, right? And even <laughs> you think? like the first lady's whole purpose right now is like be best. No online bullying. Super fucking ironic, but nonetheless, be best. Yeah. But um, so I got to thinking because there's so many moving parts right now in the world. If you start to read people's comments, like, there's fucking trolls everywhere and you don't know who's a real who's a bot right quote unquote or who is actually a real person and then guess what happened what 
<laughs> you got a troll. Well, yes, yes. And I rarely get them. And then we got a troll. We got a troll. We got our first negative review on Sister Sister the podcast. On oh Apple. my God. You know, I'm gonna celebrate that because I was I was like, you know what? Hold on, let me actually look at the reviews right now. That's a we got our first negative review. Mm-hmm. You know what? Finally. So we, while you look that up, let me read this to you. Finally, we we have uh and, and that doesn't even balance it out because I'm gonna I know. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now that out of let me tell you how many reviews we have. Out of six hundred and sixty-four reviews, okay. We have one negative review, and mm-hmm. I like I'm pretty good on our reviews. But how did I, you miss that? I don't I know. I was waiting for you to send me a screenshot. I think it. I don't know. It must have like gone down well, because or so many good ones come in. I don't even know how I happen to see it. To be honest with you, I think I was like, okay, I'm gonna go and like read the, all the reviews because it's been a while since I've done it. And I think she was at that moment. It was the most recent one. Um, and I have an idea who it may be just because it coincided with the review that uh, a comment that I got during uh, on my IG. But look, so oh, around the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh. So trolling is defined as uh, creating discord on the Internet by starting quarrels or upsetting people by posting inflammatory or off topic messages on an online community. Basically, a social media troll who perp- is someone who purposely says something controversial in order to get a rise out of um, other users all a troll wants to do is inflict pain ridicule and humiliate and humiliate the targeted person so that's like I the actual for definition my definition is um a troll is a hurt person with no life that has way too much time on their hands <laughs> and that needs attention <laughs> to me a troll is a, a low-key fan of yours yes you know and that's what i thought that's that's why i was waiting for you to screenshot it but i didn't want to say it because i wanted to get your reaction here today but i was thinking like sister girl you're looking at us like you're listening to us you're on our social media you know my name well well, who are you well now that i read it and you pointed it out to me um she's quoting things from different she's quoting things from a specific show she heard um she's one of those people that's like super digested everything about covid she doesn't believe that's a pandemic like i do and i've always said that and i have no shame in saying that i'm unapologetic she feels that we were irresponsible in our opinion Right, because I'm a hairdresser. I'm a hair doctor, bitch. I'm not a PhD <laughs> in the medical field. We ain't a scientist right? either. So, I mean, just by listening to the podcast, you should get a fucking clue that, of course, this is our opinion, and our opinion is such, right? Like, um, I, I believe COVID is an illness, and you should be mindful of it, but I don't feel you should stop your life. And you believe COVID is a straight up pandemic. It's a bunch of bullshit and people are living way too much in fear. Yeah, I, so I it believe it's real, off. but it's definitely um, there's a bigger and deeper agenda. Um, well, it's it's that's the world we live in. Yeah. Because did you hear Russia just got a vaccine? Yes. Oh, my God. I think the real pandemic here is there's two things happening behind like low key. And you could agree with me or not, but there's two things happening here. It's a lot of fear with this whole covid. Right. They presented through covid. But the real pandemic is human sex trafficking and child trafficking. That's what's happening. There's well, we're going to talk about that later. That's a whole lot of like. But God forbid you speak the truth about what's really happening because people rather believe the lies. Uh, but it's hilarious that that girl quoted certain things. So, you know, you know, 
She's listening to the yeah. show. She's she list and she probably was a fan until she listened to that. And you don't have to agree with our point of view. This is sister sister the podcast with Roxy and Susie, not with um Fulanita de Tal. You know, like if you want your opinion to be heard, go and start your own shit and speak <laughs> on it there, right? Yeah. So she was like extremely disappointed because she feels that we're misleading the Latino community who is one of the communities that is highly affected by it and that our intention is to monetarily gain from from COVID? Yeah. Because, How, bitch? Because I added masks to brazenbyroxy.com. I added masks because I said, listen, if you're going to be forced to wear a mask that says might no as well mask, look cute. no service, you might as well look cute. So I added 12 different styles of masks that I, I'm not always going to sell masks. As soon as COVID is over, those motherfuckers are coming off my website. So I said, I'm going to contribute to the mask wearing, not because I believe in it, but because if we want to have a life and we want to go sh- get our shop on and we want to go get our hair done and toes done, you have to wear a mask. And right. I ain't wearing an ugly ass mask. Right. So shop my website. But I thought that, that was super cute. So hilarious. <laughs> and then at the same time, around the same time, I was talking about the um, needle. Uh, my needle machine that I'm using from Beauty uh, Beauty Co. So it, it was a. Uh, Which, by the way, your skin looks amazing oh with that micro needling. I'm gosh, gonna find out. I saw see. you started using it. Yeah, I'm gonna follow actually, my lead, bitch. Yeah, I'm actually gonna find out if we could give away one for free <gasps> on the podcast to oh, one whoever gets it's gonna lucky look winner. Look at my skin. Yeah, your skin looks amazing. I've been doing it every single day, but the first day because I had lost it because. Carol had sent it. I had lost it and I couldn't find it anymore uh, because we were doing all the renovations. Right. So I finally found it. I was like super excited. I was home by myself. My roots hadn't been done because where the fuck was I going? Right. And Mel does my roots for me at home. It's not my favorite. I'd rather get it done at work. But with work being shut down and whatnot. So I had my hair in ponytail. My roots were showing. Me vale madre. Like, I'm human at the end of the day, and I'm 43 years old. I have canas, bitch, right? I'm working on my wrinkles right now, not my canas. So (laughs) my hair was in a ponytail. My ring light was on, um, and I was doing a tutorial of, like, the machine because I was excited to get it. Um, And then she, a, a person, I don't know her name, um, cause they, it, there was no picture, no nothing. And she okay, said, well, um, that, that's the first sign of a troll and a hater when they have no picture, yeah. no followers. And like, they're only following you. Yeah. Like they're literally, that's on why I have a feeling who it is social media to troll you and to attack you. Because what I say is a troll and a hater is truly a confused admirer. They really admire you, but they're confused about it in their head. I just don't see the point. Like there's plenty of things that I read online or see online even some of the shit you post i don't agree with everything yeah i don't sit there and like take the time out of my day and expel energy to argue with a goddamn complete stranger or to downplay a stranger so anyways the person said to me you're way too ugly to be giving anybody beauty advice oh god and i just said lol (laughs) <laughs> like bitch you're looking at me I don't yes. know who you are I'm not looking at your page you're looking at my page Lárgate cabrona si no te gusta like si te choca yo entiendo váyase adios especially if you have an idea of who it is yeah, I, was I like, mean oh, gosh. I don't blame her I don't blame her either she wants your life yeah you know anyways um, what What did uh, <laughs> I was telling one of my clients that and she said um, oh she's 
she hates you because she ain't you or something like that. <laughs> I love I that. Up. But so I went online because, you know, I like to like give resources. Yeah, of And course. these are so simple, but I feel that there are people that take the bait and they feel like if, if, if maybe they get embarrassed or they feel rejected when they get like negative comments on social media and they'll start engaging, right? And I don't engage, I just block. See, but let me tell you what it says because that's why I put this in here because I thought. Um, so eight tips for handling trolls on social media. Um, so like from a company's perspective, like let's say- uh, Twitter, like, Instagram. Uh, Roxy's World like corporation, right? Let's say you have a staff of people. Most um, companies, they have established policies on how they, they deal with social media trolling, right? Yeah. So that was number one, like establish a policy. But you can even establish a policy with yourself. Absolutely. I don't engage. That's my policy. Yeah, I don't engage I feel either. I'm better than that. I feel I'm better than you. If you're going to try to argue with me online, like I will not lower my standards to that. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like you got to remember if you're going to go troll or hate on somebody, it's their page. It's their opinion. Everything is it, it like if you don't like it, just don't follow. Don't just unfollow. Yeah, because I like it's I, simple. I've unfollowed people me too. that I thought maybe were inspirational. And and I'm just like, ooh, like I could just kind of like read between the lines. But like, for example, us like we are what we are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's just like, but a la gente le arde sometimes when you like speak to something that's like an undealt issue in their in their persona or their life. Like I've had women tell me, you know, Roxy, when I first started following you, I couldn't stand you. I didn't like that you talked I know. so I've straightforward that. that you were just like this. And then after that, like I actually started missing your posts. I started missing hearing that straightforwardness from somebody like you were like became like my online coach. And even though I hated it at the beginning, I am your biggest fan now because you helped me through some shit. Yeah. And, and it's like at the beginning, some people might not like you. If something makes you uncomfortable, si te sacude el tapete, it's worth investigating as to why. Ask you know? yourself why Absolutely. something bothered you so much. And you know what I see a lot? And it makes me sad. So just to briefly touch on this, because I don't want to get into it at the moment because I'm not in the mood. But everybody knows by now, I think, that uh, Kamala Harris got um, the vice president nomination. Right? Yeah, yeah. With, for the D Democratic Party. And I see, like, the black community is... For the most part, they are rallying around her, whether they agree with her politics 100% or not, for the simple fact that she is part black and a woman, they are putting her on her shoulder, on their shoulders, and they are elevating her. Yeah, they are. And they're pumping her up. So I was just talking to one of my friends, a fellow Latina like me, and she was, we were talking about how in our culture, Man, we have like that fucking crabs in a barrel mentality when the minute we see somebody that we know or maybe even not know, maybe somebody that we admire doing better than us, being more happy than us, being more fit than us, more pretty than us, more successful than us, we immediately start to drag them down by talking That's shit about sad, them, man. by slandering them, by not supporting them. And that's why we don't win. Like, that's to me is the saddest story of all, you yeah, know, that yeah. that we and if you even if you can't get behind somebody and 100 percent support them because what they stand for, you don't then just shut the fuck up. Yeah, they're not doing anything that is harming anybody. You know what I'm saying? If all they're doing is winning and you're just a little jealous. Leave them alone. Yeah, but don't drag them down because you never fucking know when the tables will turn like each one teach one one day 
they may need you or you may need them. Yep. Your paths may cross and they may help that elevate happens. you, you know, because a real winner will always help elevate you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that crabs in a barrel mentality is that it's happens. So sad. It, it ha- and, you know, I've talked to black people, too. They're like, no, that happens among, among black people, too, like it within does. families. In every culture. In every culture. But I just feel like I think maybe because we're Latinos and we just like. I hear it all all the time. Like, when are we going to get Latino representation in the White House and in politics? And I'm just like, yeah, keep asking yourself that question. We don't don't support our own people. I think AOC's going to run for president. You know what? I was thinking about that. You know, she dropped dropped a book yesterday. Alejandra. She's too... um, Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, and you know She's who wrote young the forward? President. You know who wrote the forward of her book? Linda no. Lopez, Jennifer Lopez's sister. Oh, she wrote the forward to her book. Maybe that's maybe this maybe like her generation and younger. What's after um, the millennial? Um, Zennials or something like that. Okay, so maybe that generation will start to act and think differently and support because they I are, can see her in, like in a, in a big 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 like position like that yeah she's I very think she's passionate make a run for president me too and I think that that generation they're more accepting because they're more open to homosexuality they're more open to transgender they're more open to things that the older generation of this country like, I or the libre. right so anyhow look eight tips right establish a policy if you're a company do that if you're with yourself do that about what you'll tolerate or and what you'll react to and what you won't yeah Ign- number two just ignore them it's that simple just as simple as it is for them to ignore you you can ignore them too yeah you know? but sometimes trolls they intentionally will talk mean shit well that's their whole point and, and it triggers you you I know, know like you know who gets real triggered by trolls cardi b cardi b so does kelly ripa <laughs> oh, does she? Uh-huh. I, I don't really follow. Oh, do I follow Kelly Ripa? I don't think I, I engage with her that much. But she claps back. Cardi B, she will like do a live or like she'll mm-hmm. she'll like go on her and she'll leave it on her feed and like well, you know what I don't need, and I'm just like Cardi, you're so like you're on the cover of Elle magazine, bro. Like why do you acknowledge why. these people? I could see why because she's out here hustling hard. You never see J Lo. I understand that. Back at people, but also I mean. But Cardi's, Cardi's more feisty. not there yet. <laughs> She's more Cardi's feisty. not J-Lo there yet. And I feel like J-Lo had coaching along the way. Like Diddy and then um, Benny Medina. Like, yeah, her manager. You know, like, and I feel like she was groomed to be an act, to be something specific. Cardi is Cardi. Yeah, I you know. Love, yeah, it's so, like, and it gets under her skin because she's a little more ratchet and she's, se está chingando. Yeah. She's not asking for a fucking handout. She's busting her ass while she's being a mom and a wife. That shit, she's probably tired. So you imagine coming home from working 16, 20 hours on a video shoot. Yep. You're fucking exhausted just to hear people slander you. Yeah, oh, she gets exhaustion. She gets super offended when it's like her family. When somebody tried to say like one of her uncles was like a sexual, she was like, "Y'all need to keep my uncle's name out of your fucking mouth." Like she went off. Like, pero también if it triggers you, look into it, Cardi. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so so ignore them. Ignore them. Respond with facts if you're gonna respond. But I think that there's no winning a person that no. intentionally wants to hurt you. There isn't. You know? Yeah. Don't um, even respond. You could diffuse with humor, which if ever I have responded, it's been with something sarcastically funny, like my little LOL. LOL. Like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Do you block them? No. Um, block or ban them is number five, but I I don't. love to block. I let them keep on watching 
enjoy the show enjoy the show toodles toodles <laughs> um correct mistakes but i feel like personally that's a waste of time Rem- number seven don't be baited like remember you don't know them they don't know you all they know is what they see like they don't know you your heart your intentions your charity work like they fuck them they don't know you and then don't delete their post don't leave their post there leave their posts up I thought that was interesting. I thought that's interesting too. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it didn't say why. It just said don't delete their posts. Well, you know what? Because like, for example, I've had haters on, on my Instagram, like, I, you know, people that will write some stupid shit. Right. And so when you when people that love you and follow you that are really down with you, they go in on the hater. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you know, I'm sure that happens with the with the um, with Beyonce's fans. What, oh, what do yeah. they call the beehives? the beehives? And then the lady, the Lady Gaga's monsters. Like uh-huh. they all go have wars within each they other. Do. Beyonce's people literally they put bees <laughs> bee, 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 bee. <laughs> like we're like we're about to attack you. Yeah, I think like the don't delete their post. It's I think the way I would translate that is you're giving them power if you know if they know that they hurt you. Yeah. So if you block them, I mean, if they're super abusive, fuck yeah, block them. Right. But if you block them um, or if you delete their comment, that means they know they got under your skin. And I will never give anybody the satisfaction. To me, it's like you to me, it's like do whatever works for you. If, of course, if blocking for them, your mental and deleting if it works for your brand, if it, if you know what I mean? Like if blocking, deleting, because I've deleted people's comments like I don't need to fucking see that shit on my shit. Like for what? Like with your ugly, negative no no profile picture ass like just get out of here like you're literally a troll and you gave it away um but i just say do whatever it feels right if you want to snap back snap back but keep the, it classy bitches. keep it classy the recommendation <laughs> here is just ignore don't engage block delete whatever the fuck feels good do it you know what doesn't feel good what this hot ass studio oh my gosh and on that note we're coming back because we have a few other things we want to touch on on this episode like uh actually just wait for it we'll be right back you're listening to sister sister the podcast speaking of cardi on l what do you think of that i think that first of all she looks fly i thought it was so dope because she looks fly like she has her longest fingernails right which, which is part is, of a trademark right but it's not something that most people would consider like beautiful right or classy i love it i love it um she has her dermal pierce three dermal piercings on her chest mm-hmm. and one on her lip and they're in like i love that they're capturing they they're not making her not be who she is in order to put them on the cover of l and she's um a latina uh, uh, Afro-Latina woman. Yeah, Dominicana. Yeah, so I I love that. And then it got me to thinking, like, people's beauty standards are fucked up, right? Like, for Big a long time, time Say you, it had louder. To, you had to be in a box, you had to weigh this much, your hair had to be a certain color, your skin had to be a certain pigment, or you weren't really considered beautiful. I think a lot of people, as much as people don't like the Kardashians, I think a lot of people actually, but even though the Kardashians, when you look at them, they... They do look perfect, but I feel like they came around to give like cur- curves, uh, like they're curvilicious. But right, remove the Kardashians from it because their curves are bought. Well, I guess Cardi well, bought some of hers too. Well, huh? they're created. So we're Cardi's. Is she a but, but us as Latina women, like our curves for the most part are naturally most yes. of us, you know. And for a long time, we were made to feel, or even like Marilyn Monroe, right? They, she was a curvy lady. Marilyn Monroe was a size 16. She wasn't a yeah. little, but she was like one of Hollywood's 
most beautiful icons in life iconic you know what i mean so for me it made me really proud and happy to see cardi because as ratchet as she is she is working her ass off to earn her place at the table respectfully yeah you know and what you what know saying? what as much as as much as it, i feel like any brand that's gonna collaborate with cardi you have to know that you're gonna get cardi there's no way you could put her in a box like if, yeah like you know to me it makes me proud to see somebody like a brand like Pepsi work with the Cardi for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and when you see cuz I was kind of like is Cardi going to be Cardi you know because she's getting all these whatever thousands or millions of dollars to work with Pepsi but when you see her on the commercials it's like oh she's yeah Cardi. you're only going to get Cardi you know and I <laughs> that's but, all she knows how to be but, but you know that I love that because it's like so many brands sometimes they want to work with you and they're like we need you to talk like this we need you to li- deliver the message like this and you're just like no that's I not think who that's I am evolving though don't you I love that yeah that she could be I a think pioneer that, for that exactly I think that she's a trailblazer and a pioneer for that like letting people be who they are and I think there's a lot of like in the transgender world too or like Jeffree Star for example who he is super unapologetic and a veces muchas veces mete la pata and says the dumbest shit but people <laughs> still like these big makeup brands they still fuck with him they do they don't expect him to change or filter who he is and I remember you and I talked about one time about Rihanna and um, her foundation and, you know, what it stands for and the fact that she smokes weed and they yep. don't oppose that. So speaking of that, one of my clients told me yesterday that she's going, she's a nurse. She's an actual nurse. You're your client. But is. she's going to school right now to be um, a hemp. Oh, I forgot the name of it. But basically, she wants to transition her work from like traditional medicine. West traditional Western medicine to working with um, all the benefits of uh, cannabis. Cannabis. She's so educated. Applaud um, that. And she's working. The lady that's teaching her is a PA, a physician's assistant. And her husband is a traditional medicine doctor. Um, But I love that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because, you know, if you think about it, like. All before all this Western medicine existed and like our grandparents, I mean, I remember talking, having my mom, having a discussion with my mom about her and my dad in El Salvador in the seventies and they were all hippies and they all yeah. smoked cannabis and it was, it, but it's, it's, I hate when people try to say cannabis is a transitional drug because well, they say that why to instill fear. fear you know like i smoke cannabis and it's just like you know what you i've never tried any other drug out there and i'm not even interested in I it i have tried other all. drugs and i also smoke cannabis but it's there's a difference of getting high to be stupid and there's getting high to chill the fuck out you to know what chill I'm like to be relaxed or to be like um I've never done heroin, but to be like um, hyper high, like just to be high and out of control. One, that's one thing that's that's reckless, I think. Yeah. But to be marijuana doesn't do that to you, you know, and there's so many healing properties when it comes to marijuana. Maybe we should bring her on or somebody we like should. that. On. We dev- um, I love talking I about feel, cannabis. And she agrees with me that the um, FDA and big pharma, they don't want us to really know the super healing powers of cannabis and stuff like that. Oh my God. Because then they lose so much money. My sister's dropping facts because I'll tell you one thing. I I call cannabis when you are educated about cannabis and you understand the different strands of cannabis, 
sativa, indiga, and hybrid, and you understand your lifestyle. There's actually way more than that. She was breaking it down to me. Well, yesterday. we need to bring her on because when you understand, it's kind of like you're not gonna go to the pharmacy and you're not gonna your doctor's not oh shit. Nowadays in Western medicine, I don't fucking know. The other day I heard somebody needed something for their prostate and they got they got um les recetaron something for arthritis. And you're just well, like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know nowadays at Western medicine. Well, I don't know. I feel like doctors, I don't think doctors know. are playing guessing games. Like, we're going to give you something for high blood pressure, but in reality, it's for dementia. What the fuck? Some of the Seriously. medicines can cross over. But nonetheless, I'm not a doctor. Please don't take my word for it. But she was telling me she got COVID back in May because she's a nurse. And so she contracted it. Um, she got COVID back in May. She was prescribed... Um, a steroid, a couple of steroids, um, a Z pack, um, cough medicine. And as a nurse, she was telling her doctor, like, why are you giving this to me? Wow. If it's COVID, listen and to we this, don't y'all. know how to fix COVID. And he said, well, we're hoping that well, maybe. I'm guessing. I'm yeah. guessing. Well, he don't said, tell nobody. He said, I'm, we're hoping that maybe one of the, one of these things that we give you because we don't know how to cure it and we don't know how to approach it yet because it's too new. We're hoping that one of the things we give you will maybe help to curve it. So the, and I said, well, why steroids? Like that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. She said, because steroids helps to inflate your lungs or to strengthen your lungs or something like that. But she didn't take them. Good. She's like, I, she's like, I got, my you know recipe. what? I definitely want to have her on the show because so many people grow up with this fear of like, so many people are in closet cannabis smokers and they can't even enjoy the flower. I call it cannabis, the magical flower, because when you're educated on it and like you said, you don't smoke it to be like, let's go get high versus like, I'm super duper hyper. So when I smoke, it brings me down a little bit where I'm just like, oh, you know, and it, it just all depends on your lifestyle and your education level on it. And so when you I wished more people smoked I wish everybody yeah. smoked at the legal age right and but a lot of times when you smoke the flower you have your mom's voice in the background who's uneducated about the flower mm-hmm. knows nothing about it guilting you right our mom knows what's up <laughs> my friends but, was telling um, my client was telling me that people call it the devil's lettuce oh god <laughs> Yum, it is so good. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But that just goes to show like the fear mongering that we become so um conditioned and to. It's it's been passed down generationally speaking. Yeah. But when and you, if you become, educate yourself, it, oh. the thing is when you become educated on anything, you approach it so differently. Yeah. Like I know for a fact sativa doesn't work for me. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel good. Because sativa it's an ele- upper. Yeah, it's an elevator. So it makes me like my that my thoughts are louder. Everything around me is amplified and I don't like that. Right. Because if, if, if when I'm smoking, it's because my anxiety is a little bit out of control and I need to calm it down. So I need something that's going to make me chill, not pendeja. So I know like what gra- how many grams work for me. I know the strands that work for me because I've taken the time to educate myself. Like I'm yeah. not just I don't want to just be a potato on the couch be, and high and useless. You know what I'm Listen, saying? Listen, I've had some of the most amazing shows on traditional L.A. radio after smoking a great joint. I've been able to entertain L.A. You know, I've done that. But because I know what I know, my doses. 
I know I'm not doing it to blink out. I know that I'm a functioning smoker when necessary. You know, and I also know that if I don't want to smoke for six months, I don't need to because I don't fiend for it. It's like whenever I want it, it's there. I enjoy it just like I enjoy a glass of wine. I have a friend who he, who creates edibles, but he doesn't smoke or consume his edibles, but he's in the cannabis industry. But his wife is a doctor and mm-hmm. she consumes wine. Right. And so one day his kids, he's like, I'm open with my kids on what I do. I talk to my kids about cannabis. I tell them CBD, THC, you know, do you know that he's so open with his kids? Do you know that there's a CBG? No. Okay. We're bringing your girl. Did I? She told me about it yesterday. Well, we're going to talk about it more. But anyways, I thought this was such an interesting comparison. And I was like, Joe, you're amazing. I'm always going to use this example. So one day they were leaving to a party and he wanted to grab a couple of edible jars to take to his boy. So he tells his little daughter, who I think at the time was like 10. He's like, hey, go get some of of daddy's uh, jars. You know, like she knows what he does. So she gets and then the wife, the doctor is like, how could you tell our daughter to go grab you two jars of edibles? And he's like, just the same way you tell your daughter to refill your wine glass. Yeah. Like you could sit there in a picture and hold up a wine glass like cheers, bitches, you know, but why can't you sit there and hold up a joint? Like it's actually now that it's legal, actually healthier for you to smoke a joint than to consume that glass of wine. He's like my wife and I, Roxy, he's like, I highly respect and admire my wife. But that was our first big argument in our marriage where when he told her that she had no response to him. He's like, yeah, because just because normalize alcohol just so be, much. Exactly. He's like, just because it's legal. So your daughter could go get you a bottle of wine or pour you a bottle of wine. But if I go tell my daughter to get me a sealed jar of edibles, I'm breaking the law. Like, no, educate yourself. And mm-hmm. he said that, well, first of all, his wife didn't like getting checked. Well, we don't like to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. But but the wife had no comeback. And I think that's what pissed his wife off the most. She was like, well, you're right. Like, I'm sure she didn't say you're right. Well, you know, I'm sure she gave him the silent treatment <laughs> the rest of the fucking night. Anyways, he checked her ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's how the fuck do we even get on this? I, we were we talking from. Oh, I guess it was we were talking about brands. And like I was impressed at Cardi B's ability to remain so authentic and grace the cover of L. And yeah. she's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I love it because she's pioneering i love cardi because she's not necessarily that girl that's posting all these behind the scenes like oh we're at a photo shoot like she just bam she just pops up on the cover of a magazine and then once the cover of the magazine is out then she'll post like behind the scenes shit Mm -hmm. but like she's busy working she is making moves hard um and like i mentioned marilyn monroe earlier you know that she was once this goes to like the beauty standards right of people she once was ridiculed for being um vulgar and cheap right because she's voluptuous well i don't know i didn't know her so well a journalist once ridiculed her on print stating that she was vulgar and cheap the way that she dresses and that she would be better off wearing a potato sack so have you ever seen the pictures of her in a potato sack i did i actually posted so i actually researched it it because i was like why the fuck is this bitch wearing a potato sack her and fox Fox Studios were responding to that criticism, to that troll back in the day and put her ass in a potato sack and she still fucking slayed it. You know what? We will look cute in a potato sack too. But (laughs) I agree. You know, sometimes you got to do shit to shut these people up. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe was in a league of her own. 
And so is Cardi. And and it, totally. And I, but I, I'm wondering, like the I wonder if like because what do they say that supposedly they found Marilyn OD'd? Yeah, she did. You know, uh, but then she also slept with the president so i'm like she was was murdered you know some people think she was murdered some people think that she overdosed but i'm just like i also would wonder like i wonder what kind of demons she battled with because hollywood is evil and i think i believe hollywood relationship with her mom too hollywood is ran by satanists i'm very convinced (laughs) just kidding no no we're grounded in the name of jesus no, Amen. I don't want to be part of Hollywood. Ugh. We're part of our part own of world, the, honey. My my podcasting world. Okay, but listen. Have you listened to WAP? Now you're fucking with some wet ass pussy. First uh, of all, uh, I think uh, that uh, should uh. be the new name of our womb balance. Yeah. It should be WAP. Yeah. But it's okay, but then I love the song, me personally. I love it. But I'm a forty three year old woman. I love the song. I love the visuals. I love like what they're saying because why not right i mean dudes have been saying this all the time for years and years and years like male rappers right yeah and what do you think my mom would think of that song oh she would hate it <laughs> ¿Qué está diciendo la Cardi? yeah she would hate it <laughs> but then i got to thinking like okay i'm 43 years old but what about like the 10 year olds the 12 year olds that see the song and the visuals like what does that do? And then I started to think like my, my mind transitioned to like, okay, there's a lot Mommy of mode? like, no, well, yeah, in a way, like there's a lot of, um, like you see so much right now, like sex trafficking and pedophilia. And then mm. I look on Instagram and I see a lot of moms like dress their daughters, super cute. Like they're twinning with mommy. So yeah, like, they I see have that like lot. biker shorts, leggings on with little crop tops. They look super cute. And I know the intentions are just to twin with mom, but in my head, I'm thinking like does shit like WAP and shit like slut walk with Amber Rose and shit with like twinning with mommy and your fashion outfits. Does that perpetuate these fucking sick fucks that are out there? No, I, no, it doesn't. They're just sick. Because but at the end of the day, kids like, like at the end of the more vulnerable, but to it's kind of like, what's the difference of a little girl wearing a bathing suit, being at a pool party and her mom like photographing her versus doing a photo shoot. Like you're, it's, I think, no, I don't think we're perpetuating that. I'm just thinking like when a man is sick in the mind and he's a pedophile. Not just men are pedophiles. Okay, you're right. Women are too. But I want to say more men are. Mel and I were talking about this. When you look at that and you desire that, that's your own fucking sick head. But what about sex trafficking? I know you can be walking down the streets in sweats and a man can abduct you and rape you. Like it has nothing to do with what you're wearing. But are we exposing our kids way too much to this world? Probably that they want to be a part of it too soon. That it makes them vulnerable. You know, like I I feel and and like where do you where does the line get crossed artistically? You know, because I'm 43 and I I loved the music video. I don't have little kids to be responsible for anymore, though. Would I love if my granddaughter, who's eight years old, looked at that video? No. Would I condone it? No. Would I like her to simulate the dance moves and act like that? No, I would not. Yeah, because it's very like they're doing the splits. Like, the, yeah, the, like I wouldn't like her to act that way. But if that's what's like surrounding her, like how do you how do you control that? them or block them from that? And even like the edited version is um, soft and gushy, still very provocative. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I like. I like it as a woman 
I like it because I think it's empowering, but it scares me a little bit for the littles. Because yeah, because I feel like sexuality is empowering and we don't talk about that enough. So Cardi, we all know she fully embraces. She's highly sexual. She's a married woman. Yeah. When she talks about sex, it's with her husband. And she's made it very clear that yeah. your kids are not my responsibility. Yeah. Like so, she said that a million times. But I, but I understand where you're coming from because it's like I wouldn't want my eight nine ten year old little girl to be like mommy like you know and and like re reenact all cardi's steps and think she's being cute because cardi did it and it's just and at the end of the day like they are influenced by what they see but this is why like i posted that video that our brother sent us on my sincerely Roxy oh yeah blog, i love that where that man which by the way that man is a pastor he is like i love you know what message. like I took my kids' tablets away from them and I gave them some shovels and I'm teaching them how to work. Like, why are you not having enough engaging conversations or are outside roller skating with your kids or, you know, not everything has to result to your tablet where they're, where they are going to for sure see that. And they might see it when they have it only a few hours of the day mm -hmm. too. But that's why I think YouTube has like monitoring. You can monitor. There's a password on like what your kids can see. I think it's a good opportunity to just open dialogue and say, like, just when I've talked with Robert about cannabis, like I'm 40 something years old, like I'm 43 and this is why I use it. And this is um, what I've learned about it. When you're, you're 18, you're not legal yet. Cause you have to be 21, but when you're 21, if that's what you choose to do, okay. But I need to know. And I want to see that you're doing it from an educated standpoint. That yeah, you're not just yeah. out there being a follower and being a pendejo. Never have I said, you better not. If you do, these are your consequences. You're going to go to hell. It is a sin. Like, See, I, I think, think there's more moms that are like that. Everything you just said, they're more like that. Versus like, you know what, son? You don't want me, huh? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about your curiosity. Right. Like, there's more moms. Like, the other day, this girl wrote to me. And she was like, Roxy, I really admire you. I love following you on Snapchat. I love how you live life on your own terms or Instagram, one of those. And she was saying that she comes from Salvadorian old school parents, grandma and mother. I think They're so judging. I think man. their parents, I think the mom's like a single mom. So, so, you know, they, they are all she knows. So she respects them and she's thankful that they raised her. But she was saying that every time that she wants, she's, I think like 36, she's like told me she's in her 30s. So over 21, she could drink. If she wants to, right? Yes. But she was saying that every time she tries to serve herself or make herself like a drink at a family party, that because she was like, she was like, I'm struggling with this. Like, can you guys talk about this on the podcast? Um, but briefly, we can. She was saying that every time she tries to make herself a party, a drink at a party, serve herself a glass of wine, whatever she's doing that has alcohol, that the mom's like, vas a tomar enfrente de tu abuela. She tells her that, sí. and, and and then, <laughs> but she makes her feel so guilty. That she's like, well, yeah, she's like, vas a tomar en frente de tu abuela. Like, you know how Latina moms are. And the, and she goes, you know what I do? I literally just don't even drink because my mom fucks with me so much and makes me feel so guilty that I feel like I need to please her and in order to please my grandma. Oh, no. And I'm like, listen, you need to listen to the podcast more because we talk about not being a people pleaser. That's you not living your life because you want to enjoy one glass of wine. You probably want to enjoy more. But you can't. But she's 36. She could do whatever she wants to do. And I was do. like, there's people out there that live their life like that because God forbid with your abuelita, 
is going to think of you because you have a drink of alcohol because your mom is playing guilt trips on you. And see, I think that's, that's what sad. makes kids more susceptible to the whole sex trafficking part of this equation. Because if you have a child that is curious, maybe that is developed early, let's let's just talk about a little girl, right? Um, because boys are trafficked too. Which yeah, is, they are. Ugh. Ugh. But, um, and um, every time she has a question or a curiosity or a concern, you shut her ass down. She's going to turn to shit like the internet or her yep. friends or her friend's older brothers or uncles or cousins to try to get those answers and you don't know who those fools are and what their intentions are with her and it always starts off um it, outside of being kidnapped most of the time they're groomed you know what i mean like they see them they're like oh this little girl she's a little vulnerable because yeah. of x y and z and they fucking pounce on that and they start to groom them and groom them and then they'll they'll the one of the biggest sex trafficking hubs is right here in california in um san bernardino and up north. I wonder why San, San Bernardino. Diego. I don't know why. There's a huge sex trafficking ring there. So it's not like Ugh. like um, you they get kidnapped, thrown in the back of a van, and they get shipped off to Thailand every time. Sometimes they're little girls that get groomed by these pimps, and then they get introduced to drugs. So now they're dependent on you and on your substance, and they get prostituted out. You know oh my what I mean? gosh. And I was reading something the other day, Susie, which com- made complete sense to me. Do you remember that girl of Elizabeth Smart that got kidnapped? Uh-huh. She was like 11 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And I think she was gone. She was missing for, for a like, few years. For years. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Like four to six years? It was a yeah. while, right? And so I was, somebody was talking about the correlation of masking people and, and, and What's so masking people? like how we're wearing masks. Oh, uh-huh. okay. And how, like, this is why the rabbit hole is so deep to this whole situation that's happening right now. And the cover for all of it is COVID my opinion. Okay. But I read, so they were talking about how we also believe the doctor on. that said that, <laughs> that what? What, what did she say? Something about having sex with demons or I was like, Raquel, don't talk to me about that. No, listen, listen, they, they, were, they, they were just I was like, wow, just something to think about, something to think about. So every time her kidnapper, Elizabeth Smart's kidnapper would take her out in Utah, she was covered up. Right. She like all you could see was her eyes. So she he was out with her. It in was public. their religion, too. Well, he would ha- she was kidnapped so he had a but it was their religion that's why they well, acted that way I, I wasn't talking about because his wife that was with him was not covered up story but her no she's mormon she's mormon this i'm talking about when the she man, was kidnapped but his wife wasn't covered up but they were like that crazy christian but listen to what i'm telling okay, you i'm listening so he every time she would go out with him he would make her cover up so she was out in public many many times but nobody ever identified her as elizabeth smart because they couldn't recognize her, right? So they were saying like, wow, how crazy that child sex trafficking is so up right now and it's always been, but now it's, it's like coming to the surface. New. But it's coming to the surface a lot more. It's coming to the surface because of people's conspiracy theories. This is nothing well, new. I literally have a friend that quit her industry in the United States doing hair to go to Thailand to rescue women and boys that have been being bought and sold by their families for years and years and years. And it's not just kids from Thailand. You go to this red zone district or whatever it's called, red light district, and you see people there from 
every part of the world. No, I know it is sex trafficking is not new, but I'm just saying it's coming to the surface big time um, in the United States, even though it's, it's not, not new here, but still it's never been so on the surface is what I'm trying to say. It has. And People politicians, just don't pay attention. politicians are being arrested. Like all these things are happening that the media is not talking about. Hey, I want to see all you motherfuckers keep the same energy when you fucking go to Thailand and get a fucking Thai massage because you could bet your bottom dollar that that little girl or that little boy is a fucking sex slave. If I ever see you in Thailand doing that, Getting I'm going to drag massage? you, bitch. I'm going to drag you. Getting a massage? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know he was a sex slave. No, but that, now you know. Oh, so now when I go to Thailand, power, now now I can't get a massage because no, Susie said so. Because those little girls Listen, and boys Linda. are trafficked. <laughs> hey, you can't be all about it here and go enjoy the benefits I mean, of a trafficked if kid I'm a or woman somewhere else. Trying to get nope. a I won't let you. Oh God. Sorry. You're, not, you're not traveling with me to Thailand. I don't care. <laughs> you better not post a picture. No, but they were talking about the correlation of like masks and how everyone's concealing their faces now. And like how there's so many child trafficking happening right now. And it's just like, it's happening before our eyes. But since everyone's fucking wearing masks, but that nobody is the stupidest thing. No, ever. it's not. Half of the no, people don't wear their mask. Right. It's a connection. There's definitely a connection there. For real. Prove it. There is. Show me the proof. I've, I don't know. I don't know anybody that's being sex trafficking, but I could imagine that a mask helps, like, it helps hide people. You, you know can what I'm remove saying? your mask. Elizabeth Smart was conditioned by her kidnappers. What is that illness? It, the Stockholm illness? Is it the Stockholm one? Oh, when Where you believe and trust and even sometimes fall in love with your captor? Or, or just flat out fear him? No, it was... The one where she like it is Stockholm disease. Yes, I think. that like she suffered of that, and that happens to a lot of people. And a lot of these little kids or or people that get trafficked, they get drugged. Like they become oh so dependent God. on whatever drug their pimp is giving them. Um, yeah, I was reading this thing the other day about this lady, um, and her daughter met a boyfriend. She was sixteen years old, like a stellar kid, good grades, an athlete. She was a cheerleader and a track star, I think. Um, and she met the boy and the boy turned her on to drugs and then everything just started to go south so, so fast. And she ran away with the boy and now the boy was pimping her out. And the mom was <gasps> like, I cannot save my daughter. So it's not necessarily like as this mean uh, monster in the shadow that's coming out and trafficking. Does that happen? Yes, absolutely. And do people in higher power contribute to it? Yeah, because money is power, bitch. Perverts. But it happens. It's been happening for so, so long. I just wish people would keep the same energy. People post everything. But at the same time, like I said, we'll go to fucking Thailand and get a massage by this little lady that's probably there against her fucking will. Or even here. Those little Thai massage places, like cheap labor, bitch. Who's going to give you a real massage costs hundreds of dollars? You go get a massage for 10 bucks. Like that's cheap Those labor. I go, I've gone to the Asian massage places to get massages. They don't feel like it's child, child sex trafficking. It doesn't feel shady in You those don't places. have to be a child to be sex trafficked. They, those ladies are like older. They're not going to tell you. Who's going to want that? They don't even speak English. That Did wop. you know? Let me tell you. <laughs> who's going to want that wop? <laughs> Let me tell you a fact. A lot of times people, let's say coyotes, right, for let's say Asia, um, they bring the people over here with the promise of like, oh, you can live in America. We'll take you over there. And then they buy these big ass houses like neighborhoods like Eastville, right? Yeah. They keep all the people there and they oh make them God. work like in sweatshops or they make them work in massage parlors and shit like that um, to pay off their debt 
for the coyote that brought them here. <gasps> that's I hope all those people go to hell. I that's hope all those a form of trafficking. God. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it's not, oh, there's a little kid in a mask. Let me go kidnap her because nobody will recognize her. Because what happens if that mask flies off? You know what? I'm sorry, but I feel like that has something to do with it. This mask oh is no, gosh. it's no coincidence. But listen, how do we go from talking about uh, Cardi B on L magazine and WAP and, and WAP. Uh, listen, this is what happens. Hot girl Meg, Meg the Stallion. She put on. She somebody put. Oops! It looks like Megan the Stallion has a message for the fellas criticizing WAP because a lot of men oh, were she's criticizing. Like their the, feelings are hurt. Yeah, and so uh, she put. LOL. Dudes will scream slob on my knob, word for word, and crying about WAP. Bye, little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, when when the shoe's on the other foot, come on, men have been talking about this and degrading women in their little rap songs. Ooh, it's a tale For as old as time. Minute. And now you let a woman like Cardi and Meg, who are pretty powerhouses right now in their um, genre, and the boys are hurt. Exactly. Cut Bye, little boys. Out. <laughs> okay, so check this out. So we got a message. Um, we got an email. Um, from and I really wanted to touch on this because damn, oh I know been, which one you're talking we've about we've been on air already for more than an hour but she put hello beautiful ladies I would love to know your opinion on age gap because we've never really talked about this um, not a few years but 20 years asking for a friend and then she put like that emoji <laughs> face where like LOL. her tongue is sticking out so I'm like nah she's asking for herself right I'm 26 and I met a 46 year old man that is highly interested mind you the feeling is mutual Hi. Bien que le gusta el viejo. But dang, 20 <laughs> years. She said, but dang, 20 years. He's everything I deserve in a man. I'm just scared of what my family might think. And well, it does sound crazy, no? Am I overthinking it? Help. LOL. P.S. I love y'all. Your podcast is everything. This is from Anonymous. We're not going to say your name, girl. no. You're not overthinking it. Do it. So... A 20 few, years is not a long time. Yeah, a few. One thing that really stood out to me in your short but to the point message was this. He's everything I deserve in a man. When you're a woman and you could, re- she's 26. I mean, she's not a little girl. No, but when she's you not. Recognize that and say, this is everything I want. You're going to sit there and stop this from happening because you're afraid of, what did she say? I'm her afraid family of, think. I'm scared of what my family might think. And it kind of sounds crazy. 20 years, it's not a huge age gap because we mature differently than men. I think, I think 26, it's a perfect setup. I think so too. I have a client who is married to a man 16 years her senior and she is happy as a fucking lark. He's a successful. What's a lark? I don't know, bitch. It's the same. Oh, look it up. Google it. Oh I'll pause. Suki just made that Let shit me up. play some elevator music. <laughs> do, 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 do. What is a lark? Okay. I, have, I believe it's a bird. It, is it an animal or something? I believe it's a bird. I don't know. Let, let's look up the definition. Okay. So she's happy as hell. Listen, yeah. if it was me, I would do it. But I also really don't give a shit what my family thinks. Okay. A lark is a small ground dwelling songbird, typically with brown streaky plumage and a crest and an elongated hind claw, hind claws with the song that is delivered in flight. See? So happy. yeah, happy as a lark. She's so happy. He's successful. Um, she has two children by him. He's solid, you know, like that foundation. He's not playing games. He came, she came in and his foundation was already there. So he's a great provider. She has a great life. He's good looking because men also age 
gracefully. You know, most most men, if they live a healthy lifestyle, they age gracefully. And he may not even look 46. You know I what mean, saying? listen, this, he's going to think you're the, first of all, this man's going to adore you. Yeah. He's going to think you're the hottest thing when you're on top of him riding his dick because you're young, probably super like sexual. He's like, you know what I mean? He's, Actually, I think women, we hit our sexual peak in our 40s. Really? I can vouch for that, Jay. Oh, well, shit. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. I'm always, I always want it. Shit. Yeah. It gets a little more intense when you get older. And it does? Like, do you orgasm as you walk? You have, yeah. I think because you oh. have less shit to stress about. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have less shit on your plate. You have oh, more shit. time to just relax and be. So that's why probably, like, it's, you're all about it right now, too, because that's been your life. Yeah. It might decline a little bit when the babies come because you'll be a little more tired. Not, it doesn't have to go away. Um, but then once you're on the upswing again and like your your responsibilities mellow out and your worries and concerns, then you'll be like, whoop, I think I'm going to for sure. And I'm going to have a discussion whenever I get married. And I think I'm going to for sure like have a nanny, like whenever I need her because. And she does too. Yeah, That's because I'm, I'm just like, I'm I, sometimes I'm just going to not want to do with my kids. I already know me. Like I'm just, just no, just, I'm going to just like, say that because you don't have kids. But I know those moments I'm just going to want to be free. And That's I'm going to have to have on vacation and leave them with me. And that I'll spoil nanny them. to just They're gonna be come like, back and we're going to be a mess practicing they're going to be practicing WAP no they're not like, not oh with me God. but they're going to be rainbow hair they're going to be all the things you don't let them eat because they're not mine and I'm just going to send them back to you with diarrhea <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> I'll be like WAP but I mean there's nothing wrong with the nanny right because um, I know plenty of people that they are also working moms even if they work from home and they don't have the time yeah to pour into their kids so they'd rather pay somebody to be there with them so that the kids don't get neglected. They get everything that they need and she's able to do her thing, you know? Yeah. It's like whatever works for you. It's like having a housekeeper. Cook me some frijolitos, you know what I mean? While I work, teach them Spanish. If I forget to teach them Spanish. Wow. <laughs> Would no, you no, like no. her to push her out of her vagina? <laughs> you know what? Push I, them out of her I vagina I am thinking too. about getting a surrogate. Lord have lie. mercy. One of my girls told me the other day, Roxy, if you want, I'll carry your kid. I was like, what? The, I mean, I could even adopt at this point. I, oh, I, oh, that's cute. We no, talked about that. No, I'm, I seriously I haven't even. That's so noble. I am actually, I haven't told you, but the following week, I have an orientation coming up to potentially, well, nowadays in California, when you want to adopt, you have to become a foster parent first. So really? You, yeah. You, you can't you, skip that? No. You have to, fo- well, with this agency, this is the way that they, they were telling me, like, it works. Like, you have to foster kids first. And it's like that risk that you take where yeah. like they either get taken away because she said, you know, ultimately our goal is for them to, to reunite, be reunited with their mm-hmm. family. But she said, sometimes there's people that come in, they go through the orientation, they go through the training and in six months they got a kid. Mm-hmm. And she goes, what age range were you thinking? I said, between one and three. She goes, oh gosh, that's our most popular age range. Everybody wants Aww. a kid young so they could raise them. She goes, but even four is still good. But she said, you know what will really heighten your possibilities? I said, what? She said, if you're willing to take siblings. I was like, oh, <gasps> do it. Shit. Twins. You wanted twins. I'm like, imagine me taking what you wish for. siblings. To, I go from no kids to, to two taking kids. two kids. And well, what's that? the difference if you have twins? Oh, my God. You go I from would, no kids to two kids. It would be like a serious black belt in. Oh, my God. I, I wouldn't. I would be calling you and my mom every fucking day. <laughs> okay, mom, remind me. What do I do? Siri, <laughs> please change my phone number. <laughs> Yeah, just so that would be fun. I'm gonna be doing that orientation next week, just not because I'm 100 percent sure that I'm gonna like move forward with it, but 
if I do, I want to be ready. Like I want to, I want to know what it'll feel like to. I'll t- have, even have all the love in the world. Is super noble if it gives the person a chance to get back on their feet to get their babies back, and it gives you good practice to if you have it in your mind like I'm not going to get attached. I'm just going to help this baby while this yeah. their parents get on the right track. Um, it gives you good practice on how to be a mom and be like hands on because it's a it's a fucking it's a game, game changer. changer. Yeah, I know it it's, is. I know. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't know. We'll see. But um, I love it. Can I go with you? Well, no. It's a, it's through Zoom. It's oh. the ori- everything is through Zoom. That's nowadays. right. So it's an orientation, and I, it's a it's a forty five minute orientation. But like this agency is like super helpful. Like they, the, but the, she told me, you know, she's like, it's a risk. It's 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 a gamble. She says some people get on their first try in six months they got a kid because the family decides like I don't want it like yeah it's, it's I mean it's the adoption. same as getting pregnant you run a risk of having a miscarriage yeah you get your you, like you get your hopes up you're all in and you could potentially lose it miscarriages are very um common so yeah it's the same feeling I would assume you know I just like the whole idea of like not having to gain weight and like get fat and go through all that and then I'm like oh my kid kicking and having a hiccup sounds so cute too but I'm it just like cute, I don't know what this but point. I mean it's so noble there are so many kids and sis that you need know me a good good home i have this so would be much a good home love to give a kid right now like i have yeah. so much love to pour into somebody and i'm like why not like give it to a kid can i help decorate their room yeah i have plenty of rooms to like decorate so i'm just like dude i feel like i could do this so yeah we'll I'm see excited. we'll see how it goes and i'll see how i feel but the agency so far has been like it got recommended to me by a man that adopted three kids from this agency. Siblings? And, uh, no, they're not siblings, oh, but okay. they're all like he got them all little. Oh, so okay. he was like it like they're they, siblings. Yeah, they they're, they're the siblings. But like, I think his youngest are like 10 months apart. So they're young. Damn. So he got them fast. He got them fast. And um, he has one biological son and his daughter couldn't have kids. His, I mean, his daughter, his wife couldn't have children. So he was like, you want to adopt? And she's like, yeah, I want to adopt. And they adopted three. So he has oh, four kids. It. One of them is his biological son. I love that story. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you guys will be the first one to know if I adopt a kid. Okay. But back to but siblings, I think email. I'll go crazy. Okay. Back I to our I email. I would say go for it. If it feels right, if you guys are compatible, um, I don't think 20 years is a huge age gap because of the ages right now. I mean, if it was like 10 and 30, obviously that's disgusting. Right. Um, or even 20 and 40. Cause you're still really like super naive and young at 20, but 26, you're like pushing 30. Um, I think that's I think that's good if it's if they are that compatible. I say go for it. I do too. If he's Forget everything your family thinks. If he's everything you want in a man, girl, be happy. Your family, your mom, your sisters, they're already living their life. Do you. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Genuinely, like I can't go on and make this life decision for myself because I am afraid that my parents are gonna be upset. That's like if I never would have came home with a black boyfriend because I was worried that my parents wouldn't accept yeah, me it. Too. They it's didn't like, have a choice. This is who I love. This is who I want to be with. And you love me, mom. You love me, dad. So I'm appreciated if you love him too. I can't imagine just like being, and there's women, I believe there's women listening to this podcast that won't make decisions until they consolidate with their family. Like, what do you got? It's like consult, I'm, consult, consolidate well, well, means putting a lot of things together. Well, yeah, all their fucking opinions. It would be a consolidation. Oh, I but guess I, so. <laughs> I like how you 
Raquel thinks on the spot. That's why you're a good host. On the spot, man. Like it is a consolidation. What are you like, doing? I'm trying to fix his headphone. Anyways, but imagine, imagine me like basing my decision to adopt on what all my family. What, what do you think, mom? What do you think, Susie? What do you think, Joe? What do you think? Like I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna tell you guys. Guess what, y'all? I adopted a kid. And at the end and of the day, you're gonna love him. At the end her. of the day, like I tell my kids, it's it's your decision to make, and it's your consequence to live. Si la vas a regar, if it was a bad choice, you'll know that sooner or later. And I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand through it. I'll pray for you from a distance. Praying. Hand up. Pray your hands up. Pray your hands up. (laughs) But I'm not going to come over here and sweat your solution. Um, It's it's for you to figure out, too. So if your family is not going to be all up in your life helping you make it right when shit goes wrong, then don't fucking worry about you making a decision for yourself like yeah do what feels good to your heart if he's a good man legit like solid and makes you happy who gives a fuck about his age listen to the girl that wrote to us unless you're a minor don't be messing with with minors adults no because that's disgusting to this girl that wrote to us don't screw it up don't screw it up follow your bliss if this man is everything if you ask me what i do it i say yes if you ask Susie what she do it you know a heck yes yeah you know what you should do you should start hyping him up to your family like telling him telling them everything about him that's good stop focusing on his age yeah don't even mention his age like oh my gosh he's so cute he's successful he does this he makes me feel like this that way they start to fall in love with him and then when they meet him oh did i forget to mention he's 46 oh my bad and don't but even mention that know, at the beginning but they'll already like him unless he looks like a ruko <laughs> hey i like rukos i love older men too man I, they like, call him zaddy listen i'll tell you one thing if it's now i've learned in life i just i prefer an older man than a little boy since when since since i woke up to the <laughs> since, greatness since this week yeah since i like i just little boys i'm trying to tell you i love an older man i really really do that's what i vibe with better i have like better conversations it, like better quality time moments like deep conversations where i'm like ah like you can't yeah, have conversations have, like that with a dude that hasn't lived as long right. as, as you a, a older man has more life experience more stories to tell and they lived in a different generation so it's fun to hear those stories too you know yeah. Mel's not a, a ton older than me he's eight years older than me but enough to to remember things from like the 70s that i was too young to remember for example you know yeah and when he brings that shit up it, it cracks me up and, but then we have the same taste in music and yeah i mean i would i would definitely like if i was gonna marry again let's say something tragically happens to my husband and i'm available to marry again god forbid um i would definitely go for like an older man yeah how old like 70 yeah bitch fuck it <laughs> Take a Ferrari's guy. <laughs> go out with the bang. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Somebody oh that just gosh. wants to like go in his RV and just fucking go <laughs> travel all the over world. The place. <laughs> okay. Shout outs to um to a couple of people that wrote us reviews. We appreciate you guys and love you. Beth Ramon. She uh she said to and from work, free and downtime at work, workouts, every little chance I get to myself at home. This is my go-to podcast. So much motivation, love, laughter, and most of all, real ass advice. This podcast stays lit. Roxy is amazing. La Susie, I love her bouginess. Love Gracias. you guys. Gracias. So, thank you, Beth Ramon. Also, um, Snow 903. Love to listen to you, ladies. I love how motivational y'all are. 
um, there's a topic maybe y'all can discuss because I hear a lot of women or men say they had to grow up so young because mom was always working and had to take care of the siblings, etc. Also, why is it that some parents think it's the responsibility of their kids to take care of parents when they're old or maintain them? So thank you, Snow903. But thank wow, you to- Snow, you sound just a little bit salty. <laughs> Maybe we will talk about those things to give you some perspective. Yeah. Pinky Book, we love you, Mama. Um, the, the, who else? Um, Latina Fact Checker, we love you too, girl. We <laughs> love you. And we're probably going to say so many more contradictory comments. And uh, Sleepy Tea, Allied Doll 81, Mom Sarita, thank you to everybody that drops a comment on our Apple Podcast reviews. Um, the more the more reviews you drop us, the higher our ranking goes in the Apple Podcast. And I don't know about you, sis, but goals on that is to be top 10. Because Hell yeah. there's so many great podcasts out there, but not one does it like Sister Sister listen, the podcast. I've been trying to listen and find one. Even I was super excited, like I told you earlier about the Michelle Obama one, because I like her. I yeah. like how she talks, right? I love words. And she's just not as dope as us. Yeah, I'm telling like, you. The dynamic, even when she sat with her husband, Barack, which I thought the banter was going to be dope back and forth. Because they know each about, other. Talking about like personal things here and there, sprinkling it in, inside jokes. It wasn't. It was good. I, now I got to listen. But it wasn't like like this, bitch. Like we bring extra salsa to the motherfucking tacos. <laughs> Sorry, mom. And guacamole. <laughs> oh, my God. We love you guys. And we really highly appreciate the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, what would life be? If we didn't have a little bit of everything, right? It keeps it interesting. It does. It does. I don't need you to blow smoke and, up and, my ass. And we Tell know, me how it is. And we know you're watching, boo. So thank mm-hmm. you so much mm-hmm. to all the confused admirers. We appreciate it. Don't worry. It. You'll be able to buy a shirt soon. <laughs> it's going to say hashtag contradictory comments. <laughs> <laughs> we love you and we'll see you next week. Bye.